Up Close, Joyfully Ministering to Youth by Anu Pinheiro. Anu Pinheiro lives in Cochin, India with her husband Shelton and their two daughters Andrea and Isabel. On the occasion of his 50th year of ordination, Anu Pinheiro talks to Father Sebastian Arikat on his decades-long journey of ministering to the youth. Leo Tadeus, Advocate Johnson Jose and Dr. Chako Chinyavalil fondly remember this dynamic priest. A passionate missionary priest celebrating his 50th year of ordination this year, Reverend Father Sebastian Arikat of the Diocese of Irnyalikuda in Kerala is an epitome of joy. His smile and welcoming presence have warmed the hearts of many youth, helping them open their hearts to Christ. The Kairos team had the privilege of speaking to Father Sebastian on his five-decade-long journey as a priest ministering to you. Happy Jubilee, dear Father Sebastian. What are your thoughts as you look back at 50 years as a priest? What helped you discern your vocation for priesthood? Looking back on my life as a priest, I can say with absolute certainty that the vocation of priesthood has as much relevance as it had back then, and then its importance will continue. Priesthood is a life situation that is capable of connecting with people of the most diverse lifestyles, cultures, and social status. It enables one to reach out to all alike children, young people, parents, the sick, the suffering. It is a vocation that is optimized to transmit the fundamental tenets of spirituality to people from all walks of life. A priest is essentially equipped to help people grow in a relationship with God. Besides, a priest is able to inculcate values and morals that transform people into better individuals. Thus, priesthood is a vocation that has the power to influence a diverse set of individuals, cultures, and situations in today's world. So, I am convinced about the significance of priesthood now with the same passion and excitement with which I embraced priesthood in my early years. Many young people have committed their lives to Jesus because of how you welcome them. What inspires you to open yourself to youth? And trust them. That's true. I have been able to be closely involved in the lives of several young people. First, I have always perceived this as a call of mine, so I never let go of any opportunity to listen and be part of the life of young people. Second, I feel that young people are always in need of answers as they are constantly struggling to cope with change and transformation in their lives. They are flexible and open and thus there is a need for direction and guidance without which they may be easily misled. So throughout my life I have always kept myself ready and open to listen to young people. Third, we must remember that the young people are the church. There is something that St. John Paul II had continually emphasized in his exhortations. So I am ever convinced that young people are the future of the church and that makes me set aside time and space for youth in my life. Your journey with Jesus Youth also goes back a long way and you have played a key role in the growth of the movement first in Kerala and then in UK and Canada. 
Could you shed some light on how the movement became a part of your priestly ministry and its influence? While doing my post-graduation in spiritual theology in Rome, I learned about the spiritual riches and the journey of holiness revealed in the lives of saints. Hence, I began to look around and wonder whether such a life was really possible, whether anyone was actually living this life. It was then that I noticed that the Jesus youth that I had met at that time were actually living and striving to persevere in such a life. On the one hand, I saw several people who were specially called to live such a life, taking it lightly, while some ordinary people and youth were striving hard to pray, to read the scripture, study it, and meditate on it. Seeing all this, I was really surprised but also very impressed. I took a firm decision to help these people, and I did so whenever I could. I began to read and study about how I could help youth in different areas. Thus, it became easier for me to interact with youth and support them. That is how I became really passionate about rushing in and leaping headlong into any initiative by young people anywhere in the world. I started this in Irnyalikura and then it spread all over Kerala. So, when I arrived in Canada, I was able to begin many Jesus Youth initiatives there. In the UK, there were a few Jesus Youth, but we were able to encourage the youth even more and organize many retreats, seminars, and programs leading to the growth of the movement in different ways. This continues up to now, whenever Jesus Youth calls, I always strive to rush in there. The youth of today seem to be caught up in an even faster whirlwind of distractions. What would be your words of guidance to those ministering to young people today? How can one lead youngsters to Christ and help them grow in spirituality? Yes, the youth today are caught up in the web of social media and devices, and yet deep inside they too sense that spirituality is a need. The church of today, including movements like the Jesus Youth, are equipped to offer this to the youth. So we shouldn't forget that just as in any other time in history, spirituality has a strong value and relevance in these times. Mostly the youth sense this need even if they do not sense it on the surface. Beyond their superficial activities, there is a need and we must offer true spirituality to them. What is important is that the ones who lead youth into spiritual experiences must genuinely practice what they preach. Youth are always very observant and critical. If we are hypocritical, they will not take it. We must keep ourselves true and then go out to the youth. We must be transparent, filled with prayer and know the scripture well to answer questions the youth ask. If we can commit to this, we can truly reach out to many young people. Even if we can't reach out to the entire world, we can definitely make a difference in the lives of several people whom we come across in our daily lives. For building this new world, we must first prepare, pray, and seriously think about the ways in which this can be achieved. That is the call to all in youth ministry and leadership. A short note on Father Sebastian Arikat. 
Reverend Father Sebastian Arikat was born on the 5th of November, 1945, as the son of Ausef and Theresia Arikat. After his schooling, he joined Thrissur Minor Seminary for his priestly studies. Nine years later, on 5th January, 1972, he was ordained a priest by Archbishop Mar Joseph Kundungulam. He served as the assistant vicar at St. Thomas Foreign Church, Palayur. Lourdes Church and Our Lady of Dolores Basilica in Trishur. Later, he became the vice-rector of Trishur Diocese Minor Seminary, being one of its youngest rectors. Archbishop Kundungulam took a special interest and at his behest, Father Sebastian Arikat left for Rome to do his master's in theology and psychology. He returned to Kerala and took charge as the vicar of St. Joseph's Church Chalakudi, in 1983, when the need for a minor seminary arose in the diocese, the Irnyalgura bishop, Mar James Pariatil, appointed him as the first rector of Irnyalgura Minor Seminary. Eight years later, he was appointed as the rector of Irnyalgura Spirituality Center. He also served as the director of charismatic services in the diocese and as pastor of the Jesus Youth Movement. From 1993 to 2001, he served as a professor and the spiritual father at St. Thomas Apostolic Seminary, Kottayam. Following this, he was sent to Canada as the vicar of St. Mary's Church, Morrisburg in Ontario. He later served as the chaplain of the Cyril Malabar community, vicar of a parish and pastor of Jesus Youth in the UK across seven years. In 2002, he became the international pastor for the Jesus Youth Movement. He came back to Kerala in 2010 as the director of BLM Retreat Center under the Irnyalakuda Diocese. In the subsequent years, he also served as vicar to the parishes of same diocese in Vallakunna and Kutikada. He also spent a year at the Sehion Retreat Center Attapadi for spiritual growth while taking sessions and directing retreats there. From 2016 to 2020, he was appointed as the first Wicker General of the newly formed Cyril Malabar Diocese in Canada. In 2020, he returned to Kerala and is presently serving as the Vicar of St. Anthony's Church in Irnyalikuda. The Golden Jubilee of his priestly ordination began on 5th January 2021. Here's what some noted personalities had to say about Father Sebastian Arikat. When I think of Arikat Achan, an imagery comes to mind. At a park where children frequent, amidst the rides and melee of kids playing and enjoying, you'd find this one child, all alone, sad and sometimes in tears, at not having anyone to place them on the rides or unable to get a go at the swings or slides they desperately wanted to try. And then, someone would come along, an adult or an elderly person, to force to a stop that cycle of immature inconsideration and to ensure that this child joins in. Imagine the joy and the tremendous excitement of that kid at being able to play and enjoy just as the other children and his gratitude to the one who helped him. 
This is exactly what I feel about Arika Tachan. In my life, he has nudged me into the presence of great achievers, great ambitions, and great achievements. And just as parents who nudge, encourage, and then applaud their children from the sidelines, so has Arikat Achan done for me and for many I know. Leo Tadayos, Cochin, India It was in April 1992 that I landed in Ernakulam. As per T.C. Joseph's instruction, I came to help out with the preparations of Jesus Youth 92 Conference. I was to keep an eye on the programs. The theme was Build with Lord, with the aim of helping the youth come to love the church. Additionally, no session was to exceed 20 minutes. The challenge was getting the thousand-odd participants to attend the session on church teaching, usually perceived as difficult without getting bored. We needed a person with in-depth knowledge and the ability to keep the audience interested. Our search led to the Diocese of Irnyalikura, to that scholar with excellent communication skills, creativity and boundless energy, Father Sebastian Arikat. The rest, as they say, is history. Jesus Youth 92 Conference and Arikat Achan played a great role in indelibly imprinting a missionary movement at the service of the church upon the growth of the Jesus Youth Movement, and it was a new beginning. Arika Tacha, wishing you all our love during this golden jubilee of yours. Dr. Chako Chanyavarli, Kanyarepalli, India The year 1989 saw the beginning of my spiritual relationship with Father Arikat. He was a huge influence on my spirituality and to my young faith life. I would like to share a few things out of the many that come to mind when I think of Father Sebastian Arikat. First, the sacrifices that Father Arikat makes to help a person is incredible. Whatever be the situation, he goes to extreme lengths to help people. Personally, I have experienced this when he went out of his way to ensure my admission to a leading college for higher studies. Second, I was always touched by the way he trusted people and stood by them, often entrusting them with important responsibilities. This played an important role in the growth of Jesus' youth around him in those early years. He trusted and helped them with their responsibilities, never criticizing but always encouraging young people. For example, if he felt that a young person was good at speaking, he would immediately give them an opportunity and support them in the effort. So too in every area of his life. Advocate Johnson Jose, Trishur, India